all you moms out there. What do you say? Say all your moms out there. Mom, good birthday. No, happy Mother's Day. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Hot Marriage Cool Parents. We are really trying not to make a habit out of this where it's just going to be me doing the intro outro. I promise you that we are not going to continue like this. I don't know if you enjoy listening to the ones with just me, but Jamie is now super pregnant and she's within the week. So we have a week left uh, according to when the due date is. The original date kind of fluctuated between May 14th and May 11th. So we are in the thick of it. Jamie is starting to really get super tired. We're trying to get as many pictures as we can before the baby comes. Jamie loves being pregnant, but hates the feeling of being pregnant. It's so funny because she did this with Henley too. She loved being pregnant. She loved the belly. She loved everything about it. Towards the end, it was kind of old and she really just wanted to not have the belly. And then she had Henley and she started to miss the belly. And that's exactly what's going to happen this time around. We're going to have our baby boy at home. It's going to be a home birth. We're past all of the specifics as far as the criteria that we need to meet in order to have a home birth. So yeah, we're going to have them soon. And Jamie will have our baby boy. And then afterwards, she's going to say she misses her belly. And right now it's getting in the way of everything. But I am so very proud of her. She is one of the hardest workers that I've ever met in my life. I don't think there's anybody that has a stronger work ethic than her. It's an inspiring thing to witness, you know, her coming from the trailer park, a broken home, not really having any parental guidance and now building this brand. I was really thinking about it today. Like she was in high school, took custody of her younger siblings, graduated from high school, went to the guidance counselor and said, hey, what would be the highest paying job that I could get that's around here, affordable and nursing? Nursing was the suggestion. And she went ahead and got her nursing degree and you know, wound up being in one of the best rated hospitals in New York City, then taking that to be on The Bachelor and then taking that to having some success on The Bachelor having some TV hosting experience. And there was a chef connection when I first met her where she was doing kind of on the street hosting. But once we got together and once we really started to become a team, I started to really, really admire what she was doing on a day-to-day basis. I mean, this girl has an idea in her head. She writes it down and there is nothing that stops her from achieving that goal or making whatever it is happen. She wanted to start a jewelry line. She did it. She launched it. She wanted to write a book. She did it. She launched it. She wants to write a second book. She's currently in the process of, I mean, this girl is one of the strongest negotiators, one of the hardest working go-getters that I've ever met, even at nine months pregnant or almost nine months. I don't know if it's nine months, but whatever, 38 weeks or so. I don't know how I would be if I knew that I had this thing that was going to be popping out of me soon and there was not going to be any medication and to be just super positive and ready for it and reading books and getting mentally prepared while still holding a full-time job and it's not even job it's jobs so needless to say i'm extremely proud of my wife 
And I know that we're going to have a great, healthy, strong baby that's going to be born here at our house. It's going to be a wonderful home birth. Our house is ready. The tub is blown up and it's in our room right now. Henley calls it a pool. She actually wouldn't get out of it when, when I blew it up, but it is in our house. It is right next to our bed and ready to go once Jamie starts to feel some contractions. And hopefully that's soon. We're right around the time where the due date is. So this week has been a phenomenal week in the sense that the house is ready. Our midwife is ready. We have everything that we need to prepare for the home birth. We have everything in our kit. We have everything we need at home. We did everything we needed to do. We even had time to shampoo the carpet and do upstairs and downstairs and keep everything clean, organized. We have the baby's room set up. We picked a baby name. It's just everything is starting to line up, which is phenomenal. And now it's just a waiting game. And I think that we were kind of on edge for, there for a little bit because we didn't have everything in place. Jamie had to go get a COVID-19 test, which also put a lot of stress on us because then we had to wait until she got the results. So the midwife knew that she wasn't a carrier. Once that came back, it was like this weight lifted off of both of our shoulders. It was unbelievable. But more on that in just a second. But I do want to say that anybody that listened to last week's episode, we have part two of Derek Sherman from Married at First Sight season 10, gave a great interview. There was even some headlines that I saw come out about him and Katie and about Katie having an affair after they decided to stay together at the end of the show and then coming out where finally or possibly had cheated on him right when they got back from the honeymoon. So it, it almost seemed like Katie may have checked out as soon as she got back from the honeymoon. But we have part two because even though Derek was so candid and we appreciate how open and honest he was, we threw out some questions to you guys through Hot Marriage Cool Parents on Instagram. And anything that he didn't cover in the interview, we asked your question. So more on that later in the episode. And there's some fun answers that may shock you. So definitely stay tuned. And as always, we love giving a shout out to anybody that leaves a five-star review. We love your feedback. We love hearing from you and your comments. And we really do read it all. You know, sometimes it takes a couple of days to get to, but we do read everything and we love your support. And this week, the five-star review comes from fellow RN, Ginny, who writes, love you guys. I am pretty new to podcasts, but really look forward to your podcast each week. I have been busy getting my BSN and working full-time at a hospital, but your podcast is so inspirational. You guys are so real, and I love hearing Henley's little voice before each episode. That's my favorite part, too. I had two hospital births with no pain meds. My first labor was forever, and second labor was not that bad. I have been praying for you guys for an easy birth. Love the name of your new little guy. Can't wait for him to make his entry into the world. From one mama and nurse to another, you got this. I think she was talking to Jamie, but thank you so much, Ginny. That really means a lot. And it's a wild, wild thing. I don't know how I would be mentally if I knew that I was going to have to give childbirth and I knew that this was coming and I knew there wasn't going to be any pain meds, especially after going through one birth with an epidural and then kind of just throwing your birth plan out the window and saying, okay, let's have a home birth. You know, obviously if, if you've listened and follow us on social media, but if you listened to the last couple episodes, the decision to have a home birth not come lightly. I was against it. I was completely against it in the beginning. 
made me extremely uncomfortable. There was just so many variables. I didn't trust our house. I didn't trust having a midwife here. I didn't trust not having a professional staff available to us. And as we began to research, as we dug more into a home birth and just having either a birthing center or doing a water birth, not to mention everybody that reached out to us, not just to show their support, but to offer some comfort and some peace of mind for all of you that have gone through a home birth. Truly, your feedback and your comments, and it was just amazing. You all are so amazing. And anybody that had reached out really gave us a lot of comfort. And it really did have an impact on our decision and my mental psyche because of how many amazing experience stories, everything that came through on social media, anybody that reached out to us, direct messaged us, like truly, that was really what got us over the hump of saying, you know what, this is going to be a good thing. We're looking forward to a home birth and we feel comfortable with our midwife and we got this. We know we can do this. And it was really, really partly because of our research, but a large part, especially for me, and I don't want to speak for Jamie, but for me, it was all of the stories that you guys had messaged. That's what really got me over the hump. And I just want to say thank you. So I'm looking forward to this little baby boy coming out. Hopefully it's soon, although it is nice kind of having these last couple moments with Henley, but I know Henley's going to be the greatest big sister ever. She's already starting to take care of her dolls in that way. Oh, something new that's come up over the last week is we started to really go hard or go home with the potty training. And Henley started to tell us that she had to go potty. So instead of us just kind of going here and there, we said, you know what? We're just going to let her go commando for the entire day. We'll put a diaper on for naps. We'll put a diaper on for overnight. But she's going to go commando, which is a little weird. She puts her butt everywhere. We have towels laying around everywhere, but she's taking it so well. She gets excited every time that she goes to the bathroom. She went pee-pee on the potty today twice, and she told us twice. And it's the cutest thing because if I'm with her, she's going to the bathroom and she'll say, Daddy, I'm not done yet. Daddy, I'm still going. She goes, but I want to tell mommy. I want to tell my, it's the cutest thing. She goes, I want to tell mommy. So we'll get done with the pee-pee on the potty. We'll say, yay, so proud of you. And then we'll do a pee-pee dance. And then she runs downstairs to tell mommy. And then she does the same thing. And I actually put out this question to everybody online to see if there was any tips or tricks that you guys do or did for potty training. Because we're just doing the whole commando thing and we do the reward after she goes. So she has this little bag of pink chocolate candies that we give her and she knows she gets a candy every time she goes. And that's what we've done so far. And I think we started it a little too early and it just wasn't received well. So we kind of gave up on it. But we figured while we're home, if we're going to be here for the whole day, let's just really go at this, which is weird because we just decided that we were going to go hardcore with this whole potty training thing. And now we're going to have a baby boy being born here. And I imagine there's going to be some setbacks, but as long as we're trying, I think is going to be good enough for Henley. And she seems to like going on the potty. We got some comfortable potties to put on top of the toilet. So that was nice. And She's really trying, which I love seeing, and I just can't wait to see her face and her reaction for her baby brother being brought into the world, which is also going to be on the new Couples Cam show on Lifetime. I believe the first episode will be airing at the end of this month, but Jamie and I are documenting all of this. It's a home video type show. It's following 
all nine couples that have stayed together from Married at First Sight history. We are in a position where we're going to have a baby and we're going to have a home birth and we got uh, two video cameras that we're going to be documenting it. So, I mean, we were going to vlog about this anyway, but we do share so much with you guys and the love and support that you give back is just amazing. But what we've filmed so far, you're really going to be a fly on the wall in our house. We documented and we filmed our conversation on having a home birth versus a hospital birth. We had a visit with our midwife. We had some really serious discussions that we documented, us getting over having a home birth, us revealing the baby's name, us going through all the home birth kit and stuff and the COVID test. I mean, we are documenting it all. And we're really, really proud of the videos that we had sent over. And we don't know exactly what's going to make it into the couples cam show, but I'm really, really looking forward to getting to know more of the couples more intimately anyway, but I'm really looking forward to seeing how everything plays out. And the fact that we have everything documented, just it's, it's going to be so much fun and we're going to bring everybody right into the actual labor or the experience of Jamie bringing our baby boy up to her chest and then us spending the next couple of days with him, probably just staring at him really awkwardly because that's what I did with Henley. I just held her and just stared at her for an awkward amount of time, but we are looking forward to it. So I don't know. I'm excited, but really the hardest part about all of this so far has been not being able to hug my parents, Henley not being able to run and jump into their arms, not having just seeing their faces, not being able to give us a hug and a kiss, especially Henley. It's so heartbreaking. We have them over. I mean, we FaceTime every day. They live maybe 10, 15 minutes away from us. And so do my brother, my sister and their kids. And we actually got together with them once where we went for a walk in their neighborhood and we walked on opposite sides of the street. But my parents came by again yesterday. It was just really, really heartbreaking because my mom cries every time that she comes to our house because she just wants to hold Henley. And they've come over before and they go to the backyard. We don't let them inside because we just can't. Jamie's now, you know, ready to give birth. Even at seven, eight months, you know, it's just, it, it wasn't worth the risk for us. And if we knew my parents were staying quarantined for this whole time, it would be okay. You know, we'd be comfortable letting them in if we knew that that, but they go out every single day. They are going to get Dunkin' Donuts. They are going to Costco. They just, they can't sit home. They can't. And I get it. I understand it. And it's nice when they come over, they bring over, you know, wipes, they bring over really anything. And it's so nice seeing them, but it just sucks not being able to really, I feel like I haven't given my mom and dad a hug in forever. And it is so strange. It's so weird. And I don't know how I feel about it. I know the reason why I'm doing it. My father has diabetes. They both have high blood pressure. If my dad was to get the coronavirus, like that is a serious, serious ailment that would happen. I mean, every underlying condition that makes this virus kind of worse for you, he has. And I go out to get groceries. I go out to the pharmacy to get medication, anything that we need. Jamie's been staying home. She hasn't left. We take extra precautions as far as, uh, you know, obviously I wear a mask everywhere, but even mail that comes in, we let sit outside for over two days. Any boxes that get delivered, we let stay out. Anytime that I've been out, I mean, I've had wipes and antibacterial, everything. 
that I've used even to wipe down my credit card when I go out. We've tried to be that obsessed with making sure that we keep ourselves clear of this because heaven forbid Jamie gets it or you know, if I somehow get it and I bring it home and Jamie gets it, Jamie will have to be separated from the baby. Not only that, but I'm pretty sure we would have to go to the hospital to have the birth. And then Jamie has to stay away from our son for a couple weeks, which I mean, we would get through it, but that would be devastating. That would also kill Jamie. That's like her worst nightmare. And having Henley and having my parents come by, and even though they are being safe, it's not like they're just going out all the time and touching things. I mean, they're getting what they need. But, you know, even after taking all the precautions, it's just we're in that final hour. It's just not worth it to us. It's not worth the risk for us. And if we get it or if I get it from somewhere and Henley has it and gives it to my parents, it's going to be very, very difficult for them to get rid of it. It's going to be very, very difficult for them to go through. And I just, I don't see, there's too much risk in everything. And that's been the hardest part so far is just not having my parents part of this and not being able to have Henley hang out with her cousins, not being able to have her chase after my mom and dad and, you know, just jump into their arms. I mean, they live for that. Every time I would say every other day that Henley wakes up and I get her in the morning, she'll say, I want to see Gaga and Papa. I want to see my cousins, you know, and she misses them. And it's so hard not to see family. And even though we do get together, kind of, it's at a distance. It's almost like we're just passerbys. And uh, it's just, I'm, I'm sure everybody's going through some of this. It's just very, very weird. It's very difficult to have this whole thing happen all of a sudden and no human contact, none. I don't remember the last time that I hugged my family members. It's really strange. I didn't really think of it like that because you're trying to take as many precautions as possible, but I can't remember when I last hugged my brother and last hugged my sister or gave a kiss to their kids or, you know, hugged my parents. It's just so weird. It's so weird. And I'm just hoping that this starts to dissipate. I guess we'll see once they start to open up everything, once they start to lift a lot of the stay home self-quarantine ban, if the virus will pick back up, if there's going to be, you know, that second wave that they're talking about, hopefully as they open the beaches, as they open the parks, I just hope everybody is going to stay with the same conscious mind and just be aware that we still need to be at a distance. We still need to watch ourselves. That's the only way for this thing to like leave. And it sucks. It sucks so bad. And getting ready for having another child, not being able to have people over is tough. It's kind of a blessing in some ways. You know, you can't have a lot of people over, but it's just a weird way to come into the world. And I know he won't know any different, but when is it going to get to a point where it's just like people aren't scared to touch other people? People are okay going in other people's cars or going out to the store or going to a game. It's just so strange to me. But enough about the coronavirus, enough about the woe is me, rant over, I'm sorry. But one thing though about the whole social distancing and not being able to see my parents, we bought my mom a skylight frame. And if you haven't heard of skylight frame, definitely check it out. It's a digital photo frame that you can load pictures in. You can email pictures too. So for my mom, not the most tech savvy person, but 
We sent her this skylight frame. We emailed all these different photos and videos to the email. And once she set up the skylight frame, she plugged it in. It's wireless. It shows all of the pictures that we loaded in there. Not only that, but I gave the email address to my brother, to my sister, and they are sending over photos and videos right to the skylight frame. So my mom wakes up, she sees all these new pictures. It's just a really cool way of staying in touch and really keeping up to date. And it does feel comforting and and feels like you're staying close to them, but super easy to use. It's a 10 inch frame. It's a touch screen. It looks like one of your picture frames that would be on the shelf or on the wall. And it's just showing pictures that you send to them and they can heart, they can favorite the pictures right on the screen. And it sends that little interaction, but my mom loves it. And If you have someone that's not the most tech savvy person, or if you have someone that may live far away and you always want to send pictures to and keep up to date, Skylight Frame is the easiest way to do that. Ship it to anyone. It's great for a gift. And actually you can get $10 off your purchase of the Skylight Frame if you go to skylightframe.com slash cool, C-O-O-L, and then enter the word cool. So $10 off. Your purchase of Skylight Frame, just go to skylightframe.com slash cool, enter the code cool. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E.com slash cool for $10 off your purchase. And I know you'll love it. If you're getting it for a family member, they'll love it. But anyway, I think it's been more than enough time to get Derek on for part two of his interview. So Derek Sherman will be answering all of your questions that you had sent to us and a lot of surprises. So let's bring Derek on. All right, guys. So we have fan favorite Derek Sherman back from season 10 of Married at First Sight. He is literally the world's most eligible bachelor. And I put it out on Instagram on the Hot Marriage Cool Parents page, you know, a questions tab. So if you guys had any questions for him, you could ask him directly. And Derek was so kind to come back on the podcast and answer your questions directly. So here we go. Oh, well, Derek, welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Great to be back. Yeah, I'm so happy that you're here and you're taking the time out. I mean, clearly all of America loves you. So there's that. (laughs) Now, don't go getting a big head. (laughs) But okay, so straight to it. The first person that said something, her handle is Big Little Feelings. And she says, no questions, just have to say he's so adorable. I'm pretty sure that this woman's a little older, so... (laughs) That's I think that's why she's adorable. <laughs> well, tell her thank you very much. <laughs> uh, if you're listening, Big Little Feelings, he says thank you very much. <laughs> this next question comes from Simply I Manny 15, who says, "What did you learn about yourself during Married at First Sight?" I'm from Maryland and would love to get to know you. Ooh. <laughs> I suppose overall, I believe I emotionally matured a lot throughout this entire process, just being thrown in this whole different situation. I've always been a person of throwing myself out of my comfort zone so I can really learn from it. But some things that I learned from this is, well, sometimes patience is key. Sometimes you just need to be upfront and if it causes a confrontation, just have a confrontation because otherwise it won't change. I mean, granted, don't give up on patience, but you also got to make sure the other person is always knowing where you're coming from because I think that's something I a little bit struggled with at some point because I just tried to make her feel better and when at the end of the day like a momentary gain isn't worth a you know a longer gain Absolutely. I also learned that in a marriage don't be complacent just because you guys are in a happy place doesn't mean you know you'll forever be there 
constantly work every day to make it better. And that's also another thing that I struggle from. Uh, I guess all my lapses are from things I struggle with. But um, see every day as an opportunity to make something new. Absolutely. Because the moment you stop doing it is the moment it stops happening. That's so true. I feel like you learned a lot. And speaking of patience, T Walton forty fifty one asks, "How in the world were you so patient?" Uh, practice. Practice <laughs> is how I've gotten to where I am today. I'll go ahead and say that I've been through my own fair share of stuff, to say the least, throughout my whole life. And at the end of the day, I suppose it's the fact that I try to live life by the golden rule: treat others how you expect to be treated. It's more or less my mantra. I thought it was pee before you go to bed. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just try to treat others how I'd want to be treated. And when I was a kid, I had a hot temper. I had a little bit of anger management issues and, you know, getting into little fights here and there and just, you know, be a, a rebellious little punk. But over time, I learned how to, to temper it and just always be mindful. Don't overreact right away. And if you feel like you're getting there, just walk away for a second. I mean, there's definitely times that you get heated and you just say something. Yeah. But um, don't let that be the norm. Yeah, no, that's so true. So this next one comes from at Doug Hainer says boxers or briefs. <laughs> no, that's not a real question. Um, <laughs> it, it actually uh, all right, well, is boxer briefs. Okay, there you go. That's um, what you wear, Doug. Yeah, man after my... Well, now Jamie wears them because of her pregnancy. Um, I, I do wear it. I don't... My clothes don't fit, so I wear my husband's underwear. And I gotta tell you, <laughs> boxer briefs are really comfortable. They yeah. are. Um, but this one comes from Kelly B. 1022 What is your ideal girl? Oof, that is a good question. I suppose my ideal girl would be someone who loves making fun out of nothing. Someone who is always down for an adventure, spontaneous, but also just endlessly loving and caring. Someone who should be an example for you to be as caring. And someone that inspires inspiration in me to follow all my dreams. I guess someone that makes me a better person at the end of the day would be my perfect person. That is, I mean, I don't think that's too much to ask for at all. I'm sitting here scrolling through the questions. Um, This is kind of forward but jess m thomas asked did you think that katie was a bitch and i think she means like do you think she i mean she comes off as you know everybody knows this and you know she comes off as very b-i-t-c-h-e no, it's a, she came off as a brat you know she does kind of come off as a brat do you think that that could be due to editing or do you feel like that was i don't know a doug doug just gave me a face like what do you mean due to editing but like do you think that she really is kind of I don't want to say cold and harsh, but it seems like she comes off that way a bit. So do you think that she genuinely is like that in real life? Like, is that what your experience? Or was it just towards you? Um, I believe that it is not just towards me. Um, although I do believe it's a little bit more concentrated on me. And that was a focal point for a lot of it, you know, in our lives. Uh, I believe Katie is a bit rough around the edges. I do not think that she's a um, the more meaner word for brat. With a lot of things, I believe it was the accumulation of a lot of pressure for things. And most of the things that she lashed out about were things that we've talked about already or that have bugged her for most part. So some of her biggest lash outs weren't just out of the blue. Something led up to it. Gotcha. But granted, I mean, I still don't think that's any justification for the behavior. So, yeah, you know, I know it's a kind of a loaded question and personal, but. This next question is from Leah Kanan. 
What did Derek think of Katie getting jealous of his high school prom date? <laughs> I think she's referring to the time in the garage where she kind of gave like you the a heart. and sneaking into the circus. Yeah. Um, well, just to clarify, it wasn't prom in high school. It was for a fraternity formal in college. Um, I believe my sophomore year. So just to clarify things. Okay. But it was a little odd how she reacted. I was really expecting her. I mean, like the poem and finding out about the cooler and sneaking in the circus that it would have made her see better of me. Yeah, like different seen side. Me in a better light. I think the biggest issue Katie had with like our marriage was the fact that from just a couple of days in, she built a label for who I was. And anytime I did something outside of that label, it threw her off and made her feel like she didn't know me at all. And that at times was very frustrating. And I was hoping that, you know, her seeing this side of me would allow her to peel back that label or maybe edit it. But it just made her lose all trust in more or less my identity or what she thought I was. And I didn't really know she was that hung up on it either. Yeah. I mean, even the, the poem, like a, almost a week later when we're going into the retreat, I had no idea that was still like on her mind. And I only found that out to the show. <laughs> it was it was weird. That's uh, very I weird. felt like I almost wish I didn't show her all my childhood stuff because of the way she reacted. I don't really know what else to say there. Yeah, it, it is very strange. And, you know, in one way you can look at it as endearing. Okay, maybe she does like me because if she's getting a little jealous, that's kind of cute, but she just took it to a different level weird i think is the perfect way to explain it for someone that carries on about that for a while but okay so there's a couple people who have asked about whether or not you would be interested in going on a date with both taylor because you had chemistry at the retreat and then there's also people who've mentioned mindy's name too so i just gonna throw it out there for them are you at all interested in taylor or mindy <laughs> or brandon <laughs> So as much as I love them individually, I do not believe that uh, we would be the best for dating with each other, especially with all that we've been through. I think we've kind of just ruined the friendship that we have right now. So as of right now, none of us have any patience or uh, really pursuing any relationships with any of the other couples, particularly Mindy or Taylor. Yeah. And then Lynn602 she literally wrote it like this, how he thought about the cast from the last season. So what did you think about the cast? Are you buddies with any of the dudes? Are you best friends with any of the girls? What is it like coming out of the show now? By last season, you mean season nine? Like your season, I mean. Oh, okay. Because like, oh, I haven't really watched season nine. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Did you watch season nine and then tell us? a couple episodes throughout the marriage. Because it was on TV, Katie and I watched a couple episodes here and there. But I mean, uh, yeah... Anyways, so in regards to this season, I'd say I'm actually fairly close with almost everyone. I mean, you know, we'll exclude Katie out of this. But um, I would say that, especially Jessica and Austin, you know, we've gone, gone really close. You know, we'll still chat with each other every couple of days or so. Same with Mika and Taylor and Mindy. They're all doing great. And we'll still keep in touch. I still keep in touch with Brandon as well, along with Zach and Michael. Wow. A little bit less so with uh, Zach, I guess, with those guys, just because they got their own things going on. I mean, not to mention he also went on a date with your but, ex-wife. Um, <laughs> I overall, mean, I don't know. The... <laughs> Does that throw a wrench into things? Um, well, to be quite frank, I could 
care less what Katie does anymore. So when I found out about that, I kind of just chuckled and thought nothing else. Yeah, you're like, well, I mean, she's already cheated on me, and so what, yeah, I mean, like going I, I as... pretty much closed every door on that. Gotcha. So I could care less. That is my honest assessment with it. That was actually another question someone had asked, so you answered that already. Now we have another one for you. A lot of people saying that you're their favorite. Um, this one comes from Kate T R H. How does it make you feel knowing that so many people support and love you during all of this and after the show and the support that you've received after everything? Honestly, it's just been astounding. Uh, I never imagined this kind of support. I mean, after we finished filming, I felt like, you know, I felt pretty proud with the job that I did and, you know, how I tried my best at certain things and how I handled situations. But I would never have imagined the amount of love and support I've reached from so many people that I've received. It's just been amazing. So to every single person listening to this right now, thank you so, so much. You guys, it, it truly means so much to me, and I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Just having this little validation that, you know, people love me for who I am is awesome. Granted, I'm my own biggest fan, in a sense, so I, I love who I am, but just having a sense of support is great and it's actually influenced me to speed up me achieving some of my dreams there's some things i just put on the back burner like you know i've started here you know, i'll work on it every so often like i've been writing a book series since about sophomore year in college and i finished the first two books in regards to all the scene notes and every single thing that happens through it but it'll be out of four but i've taken a little bit of time with that some breaks but i've started picking up on that again and just all this encouragement has really made me just renewed my drive for all of it so thank you so much everyone oh yeah another question from kmore 719 was do you think you are ready for marriage so i'll answer this with saying that i actually had no idea if i was ready for marriage the only thing i did know though is that i was ready to fall in love i was ready to find someone i could spend the rest of my life with and to me once you're able to find that marriage comes second because it's you know, only natural. I felt I was in a good position where my life is to settle down and make a future. But at the end of the day, like I was ready to find love. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then Shay underscore Gil asks, what are the top five things on your bucket list? Uh, Top five things. Okay. Um, Oddly enough, a Christmas song is not in the top five. It is up there. Definitely like the top seven. Making music in general, music that I love is in the top five. Writing a book Owning my own business, which I'm slowly making strides towards. Traveling to all seven continents. I do want to do that. And I suppose the fifth one would be to help someone else achieve their dream. That's actually been a big thing for me that I've I've always tried supporting all my friends with what they want to do. So if I could help someone achieve one of their grandest dreams, then that's amazing. Those are my top five. Oh, you're so sweet. Now every girl is really like fawning over you. That's like the (laughs) sweetest thing ever. A lot of people are asking, did Katie cheating on you affect your view of marriage? Like a lot of people are asking, like, how did that play a role into your marriage, like into like your future dating life and things of that nature? So, I mean, once it happened, it pretty much just closed the door on anything Katie and I had. So that's how I viewed it in regards to our marriage. But I haven't taken it outside of that at all. So going forward, to me, that was just something that happened in the past. And I'm not going to weigh that in going into the future. I'm not going to be more insecure about the person I'm seeing, whether she's cheating me or not. I'm an advocate or just who I am in general. Like, I'll blindly give you trust until you do something to just, you know, to make me lose trust in you. 
That's amazing. That's kind of how I see things. That's amazing. Honestly, I'm the complete opposite, which is terrible, but uh, I'm probably, (laughs) which is a terrible quality I have. That's why you're a saint and I'm not. Uh, Another question. Please, I'm I'm far from a saint. (laughs) Another question that a lot of people are asking is, would you do Married at First Sight again? I do not regret getting Married at First Sight for a second. Uh, From what I've gained from this, just about myself and the friends I've made throughout it, maybe it's all worth it. I don't know if I could do it again because it was just so taxing. You really don't know what you're getting yourself into. After I've been through this, I'm going to have to say, no, I don't think I would do this again just because it is actually pretty hard having your whole life in front of the world. And I mean, doing it once, great experience. But I don't know if I can make a living off of it. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, I think, a very honest answer. And not many people do say that. Um, But also, too, I think that it's very telling. And something that Mindy also said when we had her on was, you're not going to let this show, you're not going to let this other person define who you are. And I'm happy to hear that you're doing great and that you're above and beyond, you know, uh, ideal for someone out there. And I really do feel like you did learn a lot from the show and you're taking away some great lessons and you're really a great individual. And I just wanted to say that. Yeah. Just because not everybody can handle it the way that you have. And to take the positive out of things is not something that everybody can do, but it's not slowing you down. It's giving you some drive and you sound extremely happy. Yeah, and we are rooting for you for the rest of your book series and for your Christmas song and any other songs you want to write and that you start your own (laughs) business. I mean, we're like big fans of you over here and we're supporting you. So if you need anything, you let us know. And if you do get married at some point, I am an ordained minister and I will give you a discount if you (laughs) allow me to marry. (laughs) If you allow me to marry you. The scariest thing about this, though, is I might actually consider that. I mean, you should. I mean, I've done close to 25 now, so. We'd like to be a guest at your next wedding, and Doug would like to marry you. (laughs) Is that too much to ask? Oh, Derek, thank you so much for taking the time out twice now to come on the podcast and answer everybody's questions today. I think ultimately most of their questions was, are you single and would you be willing to date me? <laughs> but I wasn't going to ask it for every single girl. I can slide them over if you'd like. Um, <laughs> uh, I guess I wouldn't stop you, but you know, <laughs> definitely like Doug said during the last podcast, these are definitely interesting times with the quarantine. Very good. Homework. (laughs) So you're saying you don't want anybody right now to be chatting with. Is Mm -hmm. that true? I did not say that, but you know. Anyways. Well, Derek, This is interesting. This is awkward. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, these things will happen when they happen. That's my outlook. It'll happen when it happens. But if anybody does want to get a hold of you, where can people find you? If you want to get a hold of me, just... Go ahead to my Instagram. I've kind of given up on keeping tabs with my Facebook because it's just blown up. But uh, go to my Instagram, DRockingSherm. Send me a message. And I do honestly try to go through a bunch of the messages. And if I don't see it, I'm sorry. You know, just reply to any stories you see and hopefully I'll see those messages. Derek, thank you again so much for taking the time out and chatting with us during this very busy quarantine time that we have. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Thanks again for having me here. Love you guys on you and i can't wait for that baby to be born yeah us either bye derek it is so refreshing 
when someone can be so open and honest. And it was really like there was no question that Derek wouldn't answer. And we loved hearing from him. We loved talking to him. I'm really happy that I got to know him a little bit. And hopefully we'll have him on again soon. And thank you again for staying with us for another episode of Hot Marriage and Cool Parents. We have an amazing episode next week. We may even have a baby on the podcast. So you never know. Henley's chatter in the beginning could also include Hayes's maybe cries or maybe baby noises, whatever newborns make as noises. But anyway, again, we love your support. We love reading your comments and you can leave a five-star review, get a shout out on Hot Marriage Cool Parents. But I promise you next week we'll have both Jamie and I going through and maybe even our baby boy, never know. But to stay up to date with everything Hot Marriage Cool Parents, you can go to Hot Marriage Cool Parents or at Jamie and Otis or at Doug Hainer. And we love you. Stay healthy, stay clean, wash your hands, wash your face, wash your butt, and goodbye. We love you.